This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Thing. Y'all, I just got back from my last class. I got home early um, today because it's Labor Day weekend, so people got to do some shit. Um, you know, everybody got life. Teachers have lives. Kids have lives. But we did go over stuff, and we did all go over the lesson. But y'all know I come on here to rant. You know, when I was doing my podcast at U42, usually I use my U42 platform to complain about Uber Eats. I have not been on my U42, and I don't know what to do with my U42 platform right now. <coughs> <coughs> We're not going to discuss my U42 platform right now because I don't know what I'm going to do. Just notice I have plans on doing something with it, but I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it. Um, I'm not going to tell y'all. I ha- I know what I'm going to do with it because I have written some work for it and for that channel. <clears throat> but... Um, on U42, one of the things I used to complain about all the time was Uber Eats. And to be kind of honest with you, in the area I stay in, which is outside of Atlanta, which is Metro Atlanta, I never really had an issue with Uber. Like, I had little small issues, and you report those issues, but they were never really big. So today I got to see how ghetto the area I was in Jennifer is not new to Facebook. Um, <laughs> you told me, told me what about family was new to Facebook? No, she ain't. Um, so I guess that's for my other page though. But today, I saw the worst of the worst, what I thought was supposed to be the best, okay? So, when I go to class, I get to go to my cousin's um, apartment, and I get to hang out for a minute. They ain't got to deal with me next Monday, so we good. So, because, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, you know, it's also Virgo season, you know, heavy on the Virgo season. So, you know... It's it's cool. It's good. Everything's fine. Okay. Today was the first time I ever experienced wanting to bust the windows out of somebody's car. Okay. Let me explain. So, one, I see what they mean when they say don't order the sluggy, slutty vegan on Uber. Great, them fries are slapping. Um, But if I go to the slutty vegan the next time I'm going in person, I'm not going to order it on Uber. When my food was getting cold, because Shawty probably had the AC up because it's like a 90,000 degrees in the car. So, um, 
My food was not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> then on top of that, I didn't get my drink. So she probably took my drink because I told her I was going to report her. I, I, I hold no qualms about it. You never gave me my food. I was right there looking at you walk across the street being a dumbass. I was standing there. I said near the gym. Clearly there's a gym right there where I was standing. Okay. And I really need to come down because it's like this almost sent me through the roof so bad because I was hungry. I was really hungry, y'all. I was hungry. So I was livid. Um, this made me put into perspective to this. Next time, I mean, I think maybe I should order breakfast before I go to class. I have time to do so. I just got to wake up early and order breakfast. That's fine. That's fine. I'll do that. But that's not the luxury I got today. Okay. So next to that and me being P-I-S-S-E-D-O-F-F. -S -S -E um it's just to me, it's like, and my cousin, he said the area is confusing when you do an Uber. I understand that, but for you to drive past me 5,762 times, I have an issue with you. Why is Scam Likely calling me? Another thing I'm noticing is my phone not ringing. It could be because I have it on low. I have it on mute. Because when in class, I don't want to get in trouble for my class. So this whole thing happened. But like I said, you know, I will give her the benefit of the doubt. But for you to drive past me twice, I saw your fucking car three, four, five times. Say, what campus are you on? I'm not on Clark. I'm not on Morehouse. I'm not even on campus. So I had a duck today about that. Then let's talk about my first class, which is at 12. Y'all probably like, why you schedule class late? I think they would consider me a part-time student. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why my ears are ringing because I have not listened to anything loud. So I'm trying to figure that out too. I haven't listened to anything loud like since I've been coughing. I coughed all last night. So I didn't only got like 
I went to sleep at four o'clock in the morning. It took me to four o'clock in the morning to go to sleep. I slept until nine. So I only had five hours of sleep. I'm working on fumes. My body tired. So everything is just getting on my nerves right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I will say my what my character flaw is. And my character flaw is that everything is pissing me off because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I was over here trying to write in class. And I was trying to do my work, my chapter work. And the teacher kind of got out to me for that. I was over here trying to do my work. And I'm like, look, I'm over here doing what I'm doing. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to be a good student. Like, you know, don't scold me for being a good student. Don't do that. Because once I turn into trash, there's nothing you can do about it. That's just it. I get what he was saying. But I had read what he told me to read. And it was about Walmart trying to move to Oakland. Of course, people from here said it's the hood. And, of course, old girl said it's not the hood. I was like, well, if it's not the hood, it's not the ghetto. You definitely ain't proving that Oakland is not the ghetto. Okay. Shawty that I complained about, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to post that podcast, too. But Shawty, I was complaining about wearing them shorts where she going to get her pretty butt. Monkey pox on. She now wearing a crop top to class. So here's my question. I know there are certain bylaws. I know that I saw some gentlemen, and I'm guessing these gentlemen because they dress the way they dress. I'm guessing they're Morehouse students. I wonder if there are bylaws for dress codes. And I know Californians will sit up there and argue that down in the most liberal way as possible. But there is a point of your life where you have to wear a dress code. And I know that desk is cold on her stomach. Your butt out, and now your freaking stomach is out. And it's like, do you want pneumonias? And I know it was cold because I know the first week I was wearing short sleeve. I was just wearing short sleeve, but I was about to freeze in that class. So I know you're freezing. I know people like, oh, well, she's from out of town. She's from Cali. There's other Cali students, and they don't dress like her. So why do, why is she an exception to the rule? I don't understand. Everybody come in with hoodies, Mo Brown t-shirts. And you can't say you don't have a Mo Brown t-shirt. Everybody went to orientation, got one. <laughs> <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry. So, I mean, everybody got a Mars Brown t-shirt at orientation. So, that's at least one thing you could put in your wardrobe because everybody else is finding a way to wear it. So, why are you sitting up here on campus with no clothes on? Yes, we do understand that you have the body. Yes, you have the body, and you should be allowed to wear that. Trust and believe. 
But when you're in a learning environment, you need to dress a certain type of way. And I'm sitting up here, I'm looking at these Morehouse boys. They looking all good in a three-piece suit and stuff. You repping your school. So if somebody went to drive up to the school and to see, because my thing is she the only person I've seen that dress like that on campus. And they go to the campus and they see you come out of class. You're not making us look good. It's the same thing with, I'm going to tell you this. I got to put her on blast. Shawty came out saying that she was doing PR work for Mars Brown. I got to call you out. You're not doing a good job. Okay. The, the thing you don't ever bring up when you try to bring up a school and you say that you're representing the school, you're trying to get people to go to the school because we're trying to build the school back up, okay? The one thing you don't bring up about the school is you don't bring up that they lost their accreditation. And you don't bring up that they're out of style. Like, how are you a PR? How are you a public relations specialist? And you're sitting up here saying stupid stuff like out of style and lost their accreditation. And yes, stuff like this matters. To anybody who's out there, it does matter. It matters what you say and how you say it about a certain school. You don't bring up the accreditation part. You're trying to get more people to come to this school, right? So they can build a school back up. So they can make more dormitories for the kids to be on campus, right? Right. So you don't ever bring back, bring that up when you're promoting a school. And you don't bring up if it's in style or not. And when I heard her say that, I was like, no wonder these rappers have bad, do a bad job. Like, no wonder they don't feel like they need to say sorry. They got publicists like this. Like, Shawty, like, straight up, they feel like no kind of way about what she said. She said what she said, and then it was like, I was like, you do realize you made the school look bad, right? That's understanding you made the school look bad when you said that like that. Because you being on somebody's podcast and bringing up the school and promoting the school, part of promoting the school is not bringing up they just got their accreditation back. Okay, everybody in freaking Atlanta know that, okay? They had a whole freaking press blitz when the school opened back up. So trust and believe, everybody know, you don't need to emphasize that. You need to bring out the reason why this school is good for any young person to go to.
what you need to bring up. And saying that some in style or not, why would you say that? But this is your PR manager, right? So it's the same thing with shoddy dressing like this at school. You're representing your school. And like I said, I saw the Morehouse students and I was like, okay, look at these brothers over here dressing all like kings. Look at y'all. Looking like y'all representing the whole country. Mm. Y'all look good. And no, I can't go to Morehouse. But if I was basing off of how people dress, that would entice me to go to Morehouse. But it got to be expensive to be getting suits like that, though. Them suits look like pricey. They weren't no cheap old suits, honey. That's one of them tailor-made suits. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you just got to be careful how you represent the school. And I have to be careful how I represent myself because I hoped out today. So, I'm going to say this live on the radio. I did coke out. I did have a mini. I don't know how bad it's supposed to be, but they say you're not supposed to be wilding out or being loud or anything like that. I'm sorry to my cousins or anything like that, you know, for me being loud or irrational or whatever. This Uber East driver really sent me through the roof. I was running on fumes. I'm still running on fumes right now. Only had four hours of sleep. And people thought that they could cheat on a test and thought that the teacher would not find out that they were cheating on a test. And then they chose to still lie and say they weren't cheating on a test. So that was what happened with me. I be careful. I chill out. I'm just saying, I just don't care for that. I just don't care for what happened with Uber. But I will not be ordering Uber again in downtown Atlanta. And if I do get that same woman again, I will report her again. And I will send the food back. And I know Slutty Vegan is a good place. That's all I got to say. Um, so, y'all know I like talking about topics. <clears throat> What's going on? I would talk about it on my live, but I'm running on fumes, so I'm not going to want to.
I want to talk about this story dealing with Sanella Diana. Y'all, I'm going to keep going in on Sanella Diana. Let me tell you this why. Let me explain to you why I'm going to keep going in because this story is interesting. I thought it was interesting that they added her and I was like, who is this lady? Where is she from? And why they're so interested in her. And you got to stay anytime people... Give me a minute. You know that anytime they add a new housewife and she seems to be interesting and interesting things come up about her. Y'all know Sonella has rubbed me the wrong way. But I love this whole story surrounding Miss Sonella, honey. So word on the street is, is that she's sending out cease and desist to any content creator, blog, um, YouTuber, podcaster. She's sending out a cease and assist if you have put out a rumor that she is a Hollywood madam. And this is where I sit up here and I say, um, enough is enough. That That's just it. Um, if I say allegedly and there's evidence and people saying there's evidence and stuff like that, I'm going to say this. I'm a fight as a content creator and I'm going to say this. I have to say this in defense of any content creator out there. This woman is doing exactly what Diddy tried to do back in the day. And as you guys see, people are still talking about the stuff that Diddy is doing till this day. Let me tell you how I know this. Back in the day, when people were spreading rumors and allegations about Diddy and his extracurricular activities, he sent out a cease and desist letter to... Um, Sandra Rose telling Sandra Rose she could not talk about his extracurricular activity you want me to talk about somebody else who tried to do that but they really didn't really succeed in it because it didn't, it didn't fix the rumor it made it worse and I'm going to say this real this is on both ends it makes it worse when you send out cease and desist letters because then it make it seem like you did it It makes it seem like you did it, okay? So when you send out cease and desist letters to people who have put out allegations that you are a, a Hollywood madam, it makes it look like you're guilty rather than make it look like you're innocent. I hate to say that to you and I hate to break it to you. 
it makes you look guilty. Trust and believe when Diddy was sitting over here sending out cease and desist to people, people still believe those rumors now. He made people believe it even more. And when Chris Stokes was sitting up here trying to threaten people and sue people too, he made it worse because it made people believe them even more. The reason why people believe Raz B is because you over here telling people, first and foremost, they caught your ass saying, I don't do that anymore. But on top of that, when you were sending out cease and desist and you were telling people to scrub the internet. <laughs> Of that material, you made it seem like it's true. If this is public information, people coming out and stating, and people have said something about it X amount of years ago, because in twenty in two thousand nine, it happened in two thousand nine. The book Room Twenty Three happened in two thousand nine. The link happened back then. We're looking at. 13 years later, you need to go after the person that dropped that heat first. Don't come at the content creators where they're just repeating what they heard and what they said. You can't do that. Okay, Sanella. You can't do that. You can't do that. Now that you're like, your whole last podcast has been about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. When are we going to get out this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stench? You have to understand the storyline is having real world consequences, Okay. What is going on with Erica Jane is becoming a real-world consequence. What is going on with Sanella Diana has become a real-world consequence. You can't get on TV showing everybody your luxurious life and don't think the government going to be like, hmm, how much did you pay in taxes? Hmm, how did you make that much money as a lawyer? Hmm, you say you're in construction? Construction workers make money like that? That's just facts. We're dealing with facts. We're now we ain't talking about the conspiracy theories realm, okay? We ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna get into the conspiracy theories realm too well. But I'm just saying, as a podcaster and who is a content creator, I have a blog and I have a podcast. You can't step on people's inalienable rights, even though lately some of the laws I've been turning back has been keeping people from having First Amendment rights. You cannot change that about people. If as a person... This is a rumor started by somebody. If you want to get the person that originally started the rumor, 
do that. But do not come after people who are just repeating something that is public knowledge or that people have publicly rumored to be about. Okay? And my thing is, you look guilty when you do stuff like that. When you do stuff like start suing people and sending out cis and deceased, then it makes it look like it's true. I should be a PR, y'all. I should be a publicist, honey. Because y'all are epically failing as publicists. It's like, and like I said, because this, this girl who was a publicist that I was talking about, she worked for some really high-powered companies. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, no wonder everybody is sending out awful statements in, the, in their public apology. It's never, I'm sorry. It's always, I apologize that I offended someone. Not, I apologize for being uh, tone deaf. Not, I apologize. For being racist. Not I apologize for being an awful person. I apologize that I offended you. That's not an apology. And I will say that these cis and deceased, these cis, the cis and deceased letters, um, don't make Sanella Diana look good. It don't. Other things I want to talk about. I want to talk about this whole thing with Tyrese, honey. This man was on the internet crying over his baby, his sugar baby. You know his girlfriend. What's her name? I forgot what baby girl name was. But he sat up there and I dragged the girl on the internet. Call her a ho ho. And this man is still married. Still married. And so now he has to pay $10,000 a month for child support. Tyrese got money like that? Y'all made being a baby mama a whole scheme. Y'all get 10K? Tyrese got money like that for real? <sighs> he said, I'm here look like a sad puppy. Honey, you were having a fling with a child. And then you got mad at the child who age is reciprocal to yours. Okay, so I guess she's 24 and you 42. And you got mad at her and started calling her out her name. You called her a whore, all these awful things. That girl ain't no hoe. That girl young. She don't owe you nothing. Meanwhile, your actual wife has to raise her the child by herself. Why are you over here having a fling with a toddler? And yeah, she's of age, so I'm guessing like she's 24. I don't know. I don't know what the girl name is. 
Zelly, that's her name. Okay, so she's oh a little bit older than what I said she was. She like 27. 28. Um, so she not reciprocal of his age. But she young, you know, you over here trying to tell these young 20-year-old girl who don't owe you nothing, who don't uh, who don't owe you nothing. How to live her life? You call her a whore when you're still married. And do you think that you over here whining about this girl? Do you think that played a part in why you got to pay that much of child support? Yes. Because you chose to have a fling with this little girl instead of sit up here raising your child and taking care of your child. And doing your job as a father, you over here having a fling with a girl. So now you have to pay for you being madly in love with this girl. She ain't really a little girl. She over 25. Um, she she's hitting the grown grown woman stage. Grown grown woman stage. So she ain't that young. So, yeah. So, this is what happened. We have a little fling. You get with your little girlfriend and you sitting up here and you scolding her for not being wifey material to you. But you're being a bad husband and not taking care of your child. And you're more worried about her, Zelly, being your wife than you are raising your child. See what happened? That's karma. So, oh Lord, here we go back to this whole Real Housewives of Beverly Hills situation, honey. Girl, not the, the person who conspired to imply it against someone, but saying that Bravo is conspiring and plotting against her. I'm going to say this, Bravo. I noticed a little shady business y'all doing over there. Marlo ain't coming out of nowhere at Candy for no reason. Okay. And this season turn around and flipping on Lisa Renna is not a coincidence. Y'all trying to get rid of them old housewives. Them older housewives, okay? Y'all use Lisa Renna to get rid of LVP. Okay? And then now, according to Renna, y'all using LVP and Kathy Hilton to get rid of Renna. I'm going to say this. Everybody's laughing about it and making fun of it. I'm going to say this. 
Bravo has protected certain people for a very long time. Granted, I think how long Rena been on Housewives? I feel like she just got on there, but I haven't been watching The Real Housewives for much long, for a very long period of time. So I haven't watched Housewives for a long time. Um, how long Rena's been on there? So she's been on the show since 2014. So she's been on there for eight years. And it's crazy because what you do in the dark comes to light. So. So, um, like Rana, Candy's been on there for like, what? Now she's been on there for what? 12 years, 13 years? And Candy's not producing an interesting storyline. The reason why they had Candy on there because her sex life was interesting, honey. But y'all noticed with Candy, I want to talk about Candy. I'm going to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because everything that y'all do backfire. Yeah, I know Nene did this lawsuit. And Nene was about to sue CBS, Universal, and um, Bravo for racism. Microaggressive racism, right? So in that process, what happened was, the truth of the matter is, as I heard this interview with Nene, and Nene basically said they all plotted to get her off of Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay? And then you saw the season with LVP, where they all plotted to get LVP off of Real Housewives of Beverly, My Hills, okay? So what's happening is what goes around comes around. Okay, y'all plotted against Nene, y'all plotted against LVP, now it's turning around and biting Lisa Renna in the ass. So because they plotted against LVP, now they're saying that they plot against Lisa Renna. And no, I don't think this is far-fetched. I know people say, oh, what she's saying is conspiracy. No, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think that the chicken has come home to roost, and what you do in the dark comes to light. 
You plot against other people. People plot against you. You lose it the way you get them, boo. That's just it. Candy's about to get her karma, too. Candy done set up there and created a whole snooze snooze fest on her life, okay? You had a very interesting first two seasons. Then you sit up here and been the world's most boring housewife ever. Ain't like you ain't got no money. You always have money. You gonna always have money. That's just period. So you sit up there and be boring and you done got comfortable. So now, as Carly, Cardi, what was it? As uh, K. Michelle said, they shaking the table. Because you boring helpless have bored us for too long. Y'all have gotten away with being boring. Y'all have gotten away with bullying and getting rid of other housewives because one, she got rid of the most interesting housewives Candy Burris did because they all was plotting against her one season. You have to be careful with that plotting against what plotting against people in your season you understand me that's why you don't come in plotting against folks because that same plot and the truth of the matter is it's been bubbling and bowling to get Phaedra and Portia back and the reason Phaedra hasn't been on there because Candy has been leveraging the fact that they embarrassed her one season, saying that she was drugging people and putting them in her sex dungeon. So Candy has been leveraging that. She also also got Carlos King fired for that. Candy got Carlos King fired because he was behind the plot with Phaedra and Portia. So he got fired, then he went on and he started creating shows on own. Like, um, Love and Marriage, Huntville, which that's turned into total chaos, too, because the stars of Marriage, Love, and Huntville, they're on the internet cussing each other out. So, yeah, it ain't nothing but the chicken going home to roost. And Lisa Renner's right, but it's like, that's the boat, that's the bed you made. 
You want to be the one in the middle with a diamond or a peach. Now you and now they're tired of you. And I really think they're trying to cast Real Housewives that are millennials more. Because notice they also, they had a big shakeup at the Real Housewives of OCs. Y'all know there's a big shakeup with the Real Housewives of New York because the millennial housewives clash with the Generation Xers. Because, you know, us millennials, I got to admit, we're all in our feelings. We're just always in our feelings. Like, oh my God. And they're clashing. So that's what y'all seeing is happening right now. It's just like, you know, karma is what, is what it is. You know? Candy set up there and bored us for 10 freaking seasons. You know, don't come in there with a hot life and talk about sex and how freaky you are. And then nobody gets to explore it or you don't go deep. <clears throat> and then when somebody create a messed up storyline that you that is uh that is darker than what it really is, then all of a sudden they gotta get rid of the people they're entertaining because you don't want to film with them. Well, they'll find a way to film with them because they done brought Phaedra back. Phaedra they done found Phaedra over there in Dubai. Phaedra done found herself over there with uh other housewives. They gonna bring Brandy Glenville back. Y'all hated Brandy Glanville. Brandy Glanville, she was, oh my God, she was a mess. <laughs> they gonna rain Brandy Glanville back. She slapped Lisa Vanderpump. I'm surprised. They, did her, they kick her off after she did that? I think they kicked her off after she slapped Lisa Vanderpump. I was like, oh my God. That's when it went too far for me, was when she slapped. I mean, it went too far when Phaedra messed with Kim's wig. I was like... There needs to be a rule. Don't touch the wig. Sheree know, uh, Sheree know Kim pulled on her ponytail and ripped it off. She would, she would have an issue with that. All of a sudden, the Kim is racist. Kim racist. She touched my wig. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you live in a bed that you made, right? So before I continue my podcast, um, I would like to have a word from the sponsors and I would like to also, we're going to talk about another historical car accident because I'm determined to get through this. But before we would have a word from our sponsors, we should have had a word from the sponsors earlier, but I forgot to turn off my podcast while I was sitting up here waiting for my Uber. Please bear with me, okay? And just like that, during my commercial break, I changed my mind. I want to talk about, I can talk about James Mansfield and James Dean. Um, Jane Mansfield, okay? Jane Mansfield, okay? Mariska Harkate's mother. Um, yeah, her name is Mariska Harkate. And her mother is James Mansfield, okay? 
I was going to talk about her passing because her dying in the front seat saved Mariska Harskate's life. I decide I want to talk about something else. Okay. talk about Cynthia Ervio's Aretha Franklin biopic that I started watching yesterday. Um, I want to talk about it. The reason I want to talk about it is because she gave a very interesting performance um, of Aretha Franklin. Okay. And I want to talk about the nooks and crannies that nobody want to talk about. Because y'all never <laughs> those are some things that were talked about. In the movie but it just was a huge plot for whole. Now I'm not finished talking. I'm not finished watching it. But one, I did not know they did series. Uh, did, did already did a series on Pablo, uh, Pablo Picasso, which is starring Antonio Banderas and Albert Einstein. So I will be looking at those as well. I did not expect Ryan Cameron and Jermaine Dupree to be given Aretha Franklin. Her Queen of Soul crown. And three. Let's talk about the elephant in the Aretha Franklin room. I'm not going to go into details and I'm not going to talk about rumors because because she's deceased and she cannot defend herself. I will not go into the rumors surrounding. I just want to talk about the awkwardness of a 12-year-old getting pregnant. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about Aretha Franklin's... I want to talk about Cynthia Ervio's series about Aretha Franklin. I'm going to look at the one with Jennifer Hudson. Um, but I want, I want to talk about Cynthia Ervio's. And from the person I was talking to, from my mom's standpoint, she said that Cynthia Ervio's is better. And I'm starting to like Cynthia Ervio because she was in another movie called, was it? Time, it was a time stack, a needle in a time stack. Well, it was about people time traveling and changing the outcome of the future. And she just looks so beautiful to me. It was her low blonde haircut and her stiletto nails, and she just looks so beautiful to me. Um, I really feel like she's a breath of fresh air, um, and I felt like people gave her a hard time because she played the role of Harriet Tubman, and for some strange reason, y'all had an issue with a British American playing a Black American. Um, the truth of the matter is, everybody came from a ship. There are slaves in England. There were slaves in america so it didn't make no mind to me who played harriet tubman 
So, I mean, I feel like people have really given Cynthia Urbio a hard time as an actress because y'all getting technical these days and it doesn't matter. Y'all didn't complain about um, David Ayelowo being Dr. King or Carmen Ijogo being Coretta. Carmen E. Jogo is British too. But y'all didn't complain about that, but y'all chose to set your sights on Cynthia Urbio. And y'all don't realize y'all ruin people's career when y'all do stuff like that. I really want to bring Cynthia Urbio back. I know y'all got mad because y'all felt like she was making fun of the fact that y'all um, act a fool on Twitter. Y'all do. <clears throat> oh my god my throat is hurting that one actually hurt that was the first time i actually coughed and it hurt that one hurt um y'all Ooh, and no i don't have uh the COVID, whatever that thing is that's going around i don't have that but I was dehydrated and I'm, I'm, I've been coughing. And so my body is a little bit tired and my throat was acting like it was feeling some kind of ways yesterday. So um, I want to talk, I want y'all guys, you guys to sit back and relax and get you some drinks and snacks. We're going to be talking about Cynthia Urbio's biopic, bio um, series about Aretha Franklin. We're going to talk about the parts I watch. Um, well, well, I want to talk about the, the, the elephant in the room. For the life of me, um, yes, I was raised in a Christian environment, but the older I got, the more I never understood why girls, teenage girls were judged so harshly for getting pregnant when it takes two to tango, you know? You know, a sperm had to meet her egg. So why the young man that got her pregnant is not being criticized and, and bullied and talked down to and looked down upon like she is, you know? And I was looking at, speaking of uh, Negro Twitter, somebody was talking about some you should look, you know, it used to be a time where people look bad at you if you got pregnant at 19. My question is, the reason why people don't look bad at that right now, because they realize there's a flaw in that. And the flaw is, how you going to get mad at somebody for getting pregnant when it takes two to make it happen? Meaning that somebody is messing with the 18 year old somebody is touching that 18 year old somebody is sleeping with that 18 19 year old but nobody ever thinks that way nobody ever see things that way um so i want to talk about this because this involves a, a 12 year old getting pregnant i don't remember the little girl i don't remember the girl's name i just know that she was my age and y'all know, I've always wanted to be a mother, even when I was 12 years old. I've always wanted to be a mother. 
Um, not that I'm not going to be a mother. I just haven't been working on it. I just don't believe in making any man a dad. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, not everybody deserved the precious life of an innocent baby. Um, so growing up when I was in middle school, you know, y'all know I was obsessed with B2K and Mario and 12 year old me wanted Mario or the other guy from B2K, I ain't gonna say his name, to be my baby daddy. 12-year-old me, now that I'm grown and I know that it's more complicated than that, I would question if I want to have a baby with either one of them now. We're not going to have that argument. We're not going to talk about the complexity of it all. Um, But I'm going to say this. Mario does not want children. And after me, the other guy, the light-skinned one with the hat on his head, um, I don't think he has time for one. I'm just going to give it to you straight. No chaser. I just don't think he has time for one. Um, so, being a mother, I always thought was a beautiful thing. Um, but the beauty of it took a disturbing turn my sixth grade year in middle school um, when a classmate who was only 12 years old got pregnant. The plot twist was that she was a special ed student. And fast forward years later to her being an adult in her early 20s and life has not treated her very nice. The school system did not have any concern about her because they didn't want her to be a bad influence on the fellow fellow student body. My thing is, you know, there were some teachers being bad influences on the fellow student body, but we ain't going to go there. We going to stay away from being toxic Tiffany, okay? Because Toxic Tiffany almost got her, could possibly get, almost got her cousins kicked out their apartment. And I'm not trying to be that person. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to become a liability. Because when you do stuff like that, you start to see yourself as a liability. Um, so we're not going to go there. Because, I mean, there were some teachers there that I felt like were bad influences on students. But it's neither here nor there with me, honey. But they felt like she was a bad influence on the student body. So, before she started to show, because people knew she was pregnant. And, of course, as girls, we're obsessed with that. Not because all of us want to have kids. It's, It's fascinating to see someone your age very young, underage, go through the process of motherhood. 
It is. It's very interesting to see someone that's a child go through motherhood. The thing that bothered me was that we didn't get to see the belly grow. Of course, we asked her about morning sickness. But we didn't get to see the belly grow. We didn't get to see her feet swell. And then we didn't get to see the whole dramatic scene of her water breaking. I think instead of kicking her out of school, she would have been a good lesson for us to learn. And the lesson is, bringing a child to this world is not an easy job. I did not appreciate while watching the Aretha Franklin series starring Cynthia Urbio that nobody showed the process of what Aretha Franklin went through at 12 years old giving birth to a child. I also don't appreciate that nobody talked about who the daddy was. Of course, church member is going to ask who the daddy was. That's the reality of the situation. Before the series to never address who the father of her child was, that got me a little bit. Let me explain why. If you're not going to show the process of being a mother at 12 or talk about the reality of being a mother at 12, okay? Why bring up that storyline at all? To be kind of honest with you, we really could have just talked about how she got the attract, how she attracted record labels and were able to get people to pay her to sing. And we could have just focused on that because the truth of the matter is, the only person who knows a real true story about Aretha Franklin is Aretha Franklin. That's just that. But if they brought up the fact that she got pregnant, why not talk about the possibility of who the father is? Or if that's something Aretha Franklin didn't want to talk about, Why talk about it?
it kind of felt like to me, like I was in the sixth grade. And I was shielded from seeing the process of being a mother. Because it might traumatize me. And I do not like that. Of course, the story is traumatizing. Because who going around having sex with 12-year-olds? Who doing that? But I'm going to give you my reason to why nobody talk about who the father of Aretha Franklin child is. Let me talk about it. Let's let's add some reality to it. I said that who was going around having sex with 12-year-olds and I already brought up a story that was graphically exposed in 2007 by a member of B2K. I don't have to tell you his name. You already know who he is. He exposed a very disgusting and dark side of the entertainment industry. And he got blackballed for that. He had to go to another country to pursue his career. And singing and dancing. Which that was successful. He had to do that. His reputation was damaged and he was laughed at for exposing the sick act that was pushed upon him by his grown ass cousin. So a lot of y'all want to know who the father of Aretha Franklin child is. I'm not going to talk about the rumor because we all know what the rumor is. And the rumor is that the father of Aretha Franklin's first child could possibly be her own father. I said it could possibly be, okay? Now, there's people that have evidence. I don't have any evidence. I can't sit up here and tell you. But understand that pastors in the black community are pillars and are protected at all costs, regardless of the people they corrupt. Even their own children, who's the queen of soul. Another theory around who could possibly be Aretha Franklin's second child. It's Sam Cooke. 
just like pastors in the black community are protected, legendary singers are also protected. Like I said, they're rumors. But I heard evidence of it possibly being true. My question is, if she was on a road with a pastor and was in church, why was she exposed to sex if somebody was going around doing God's holy work? From my understanding of growing up, especially in the church, you are treated as a child and you refer to your elders as Mr. and Mrs. or Miss. It's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please, and thank you. This was during the era to where this was very prominent. Very prominent. And you best believe the church will put you in your place. The church is like an extended family. I recall being put in place in church. And I was 10 years old with double D's. But I knew my place as a child. So if you had people in the church that was making sure that you had a shawl over your knees when your skirt was too short? How did a 12-year-old slip between the cracks and get pregnant? It's because you did something different on Saturdays than you did on Sundays. You're preaching God's holy word on Sunday, but you were having a party in the club on Saturday. Now, this is a human part of people, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is part of being human. Humans are supposed to have duality. But it was so extreme, the duality that was shown of the pastor. Very extreme. Very extreme. Like I said, we as humans, we are a duality, you know? We're only human. So it's understanding. But for it to be so extreme to where you had a first lady at church and you had a first lady at the club, 
something has to give. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with you sipping alcohol. It's not wrong with you listening to secular music. It's not wrong with you being a grown-up. But if you're on the road with your child, aren't you supposed to conduct yourself in a different way? And the crazy part was that you're doing all this in one room that's not that far from the room your child was in. But then we have a nerve to judge people. Who do secular music. Just like this pastor was mad at Beyonce for coming out with a song, Church Girl. But the song was talking about twerking and dancing and stuff like that. As if he don't have members in his church that go to the club on Saturday and do the they they could do 10 Harry to 10 um Hail Mary's to pray away the crazy stuff that they did that Sunday. I will say this. I used to be judgmental of that. Then I realized that's a duality of human. You know, you do secular stuff on Saturday. Granted, Saturday is a Sabbath day. And then you turn around. And you go to church on Sunday. Let me tell you why it's not wrong. There's <clears throat> nothing wrong with going out. It's nothing wrong with having, you know, a sip. Enjoying yourself. Listening to music. But something is wrong when you go to the extreme of it. Like committing crimes or infidelity. You have your daughter believing you're going to marry certain women, and then you turn around and you got three, four, five women sitting on your lap. I would say that her father should have been mindful. And like I said, y'all know what they're saying about what her father and the truth of, of her relationship with her father. But in the end, I have to say, I'm not here to address that. I want to address the fact that this is the world that you create. When you don't lead by an example. You have to be careful what you do in front of your children. And um, I, I think this is turn around with me. You got to be careful what you do in front of your cousins. You know, you got to be careful when you lose your temper for a split second. When you turn green and lose it. You got to be careful.
You have to be real careful. Because you don't want your child to be part of that type of lifestyle. You don't introduce that lifestyle to them. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you guys have a lovely day. I will talk about Jane's Mansfield, Jane Mansfield tomorrow and her car accident and how it saved her own daughter's life, her children's life, but it took hers, unfortunately. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Again. Then, what you do in the dark will come to light. Who is really Aretha Franklin's father, children? father i just messed that up i'll try to sound mysterious thank y'all for listening to my podcast i'm so outie